Welcome to Bitverse Byte, a weekly podcast about the web industry, tools and techniques upcoming and in use today. My name is Adam Listek, a web developer from Northern California and Central Illinois. So first up, I want to talk about some news. Uh, Walmart.com is getting a big redesign. And it's not slated to come out quite yet, but coming soon. And they have a blog post that kind of details what the changes and overall direction is. You know, why I think this is important or newsworthy is that it's not only just a huge site and touches a lot of folks, good and bad, depending on your opinion, but it's interesting to see the design choices made. It really is trying to focus more on personalized results in your local stores. And what's interesting is that, as I see it, this is really um, indicative of the overall trend for the industry to personalize more and highlight you know, what's locally available to you. So in that kind of respect, I, I see it very interesting and kind of a, a look into the overall direction and trend of the industry and e-commerce and um, how it affects and relates to what you have and what's around you. So it'll be kind of interesting to see how this goes and how well it's received. Um, at least visually, it looks good, uh, but we'll see kind of in use how it actually um, you know, shakes out, but something of interest. Some other news is that uh, Google had a interview. Uh, I can't quite remember who it was. Uh, you know, the head, of, the new head of their efforts for this, but the news was that Allo is being phased out in favor of uh, the built-in SMS messaging app for Android, uh, just called Messenger. And this is pretty big news because it's essentially saying that you know our efforts to actually build a unique messaging platform you know and they've done many over the years and i've used probably every single one of them it's just not working out and so what they're trying to do is really build in all of the features and the technology into the prior uh, that the prior chat clients had into the default messaging solution included with all of android so what this means is that you know they're trying to attract people to use like Allo or Google Hangouts prior to that and it just wasn't working so you know the other way to go around it is put that same technology in something that's included on every Android device already and is just there and since a lot of people interact or most people interact with SMS already it's it's built in user base essentially so to make all of this work it's really utilizing the new standard called RCS I believe it's rich communication services. Um, and it's a standard that supports a lot of the features. It's just more traditionally based on you know data protocols like TCP IP and the, the traditional routing of the internet rather than SMS, which uses a totally different um, networking type of uh, protocol, uh, both all based in the same data world, but different ways to do it. And RCS will support a lot of those things. So they're trying to get all of the carriers on board and actually implementing all the protocols. So it will take a few years, especially convince a lot of signed on, but implementation speed and that kind of thing always takes forever, especially when we're talking about um, carriers and um, phone providers and getting everyone on the same page, especially since they're competing against each other. Uh, in other news, uh, in WordPress, uh, Gutenberg, which is their new editor that they're working on for uh, version 5 of WordPress, 
uh, released their uh, 2.7 version. Um, you know, a lot of just refinements. Uh, they have finalized the plugin sidebar API, which means that developers will actually get a chance to develop against something that's final. And it should open up kind of the uh, ability to really get started on developing new blocks and interfaces going forward. Um, there's a lot of APIs that still need to be finalized, but step in the right direction. Some links and resources that um, I found of interest uh, this week. Uh, something called Laragon, uh, L-A-R-A-G-O-N, um, and that's laragon.org. Uh, and basically what it is is an alternative to ZAMP or WAMP, which is the uh, kind of all-in-one packages for creating little development web environments. Um, you know, we've probably used it in any number of ways, but like Apache, MySQL, PHP, but all kind of bundled into a package where you can run these development environments before you push to production, and it's usually locally on your system. Laragon is simply an alternative to that, uh, but it's got some great uh, features, um, such as portability and easily switching between environments within it, uh, great configuration options. So definitely check it out if that's a need you have. Um, I've been looking at it a bit, and it looks good so far, but yeah, I have to explore some more. I, I was looking around uh, for a Markdown editor that kind of had a WYSIWYG interface, or at least a pretty solid WYSIWYG that helped you kind of write the Markdown for something I was looking into. And I found one called Stack Edit, uh, and it's stackedit.js. Uh, it's on GitHub, uh, but it's a Markdown writer with a WYSIWYG interface and helper controls. So it's very well implemented. It does have a few quirks, but they're working through it. But it's really excellent because now you can do an embedded uh, Markdown JS editor, uh, and it's got kind of the traditional dual pane where you write Markdown on the left hand side and you preview it on the right, but it's also got kind of those built-in um, uh, controls if you're not sure, like, what's bold in Markdown or Italics, and it can help you just highlight what you need and do that. So pretty interesting. Um, if you have a need for that type of product, then it'd be perfect. Uh, and finally, um, Posh Git is the last one I want to talk about. And if you run PowerShell and you're using Git for version control, a great add-on uh, for your prompt. If you you know navigate to a directory where you've got to get uh, checked out Git repo or something, and uh, you want to kind of see the current status of you know what needs to be pushed, what needs to be committed, what do you have staged, that kind of stuff, then this adds it all onto the um, uh, PowerShell prompt uh, with some colors and some indicators, uh, and it's. Recently in January, released a beta for their version 1.0, and they've been adding a lot more since then, but it has some breaking changes, but it supports the newest versions of PowerShell. I believe even in the latest commits, it supports uh, PowerShell Core, which is what I've been trying very hard to move everything to um, because it is that cross-platform solution, and so if I'm on my server or on you know, my Windows machine or Mac, I can do the same operation across all of it. So check it out. Um, links are going to be in uh, the show notes and all that, but uh, hopefully it's of use. And finally, um, I kind of want to talk about 
a you know, more specific topic, um, and I touched on it a little bit uh, in, in news. Um, I want to talk about Gutenberg, which um, it's a WordPress uh, editor. And instead of the traditional um, page editor where you, you know, the WYSIWYG editor itself that you have there, and you can float images, do some basic editing. There's a lot of plugins that add some features to it. But it really hasn't changed much. Uh, it uses TinyMCE, but it just really hasn't changed much in many years. And um, Gutenberg is the project to kind of revamp all that. And it's not in core WordPress yet, and it won't be for a while. But I did want to talk what this might mean and the direction that WordPress is going in. So if you look at a lot of the common editors and like the overall publishing environment out there, to me it seems that there's kind of two camps. Those that favor very simple editors that do one thing very well, and that is create like a simple but well-formatted and you know almost pretty and easy to read article. And the other camp is trying to provide an editor that allows you to create unique layouts and formats that will let you really push the envelope of design on the web. And the problem is that with all the great technology that has been coming out in uh, browsers and things, you still have a lot of edge cases, display issues, overall design decisions that really need to balance what is currently supported on the web and what the future direction is. WordPress has always been very heavy uh, into the customization end, and to that end, this is kind of where the new editor is going. They are, of course, trying to do it in a simple and unobtrusive way but it's still more on the heavier customization end than it is not. Now, some of the ways I think that they're kind of masking some of that is moving the editor elements out of the way when you're not using it to kind of keep a more blank canvas, but when you start to dive further into things, it really does seem like you know you, you have those options, and especially since it is such an entrenched user base and there's so many people, they still have to support a lot of the traditional functionality and things that are provided by plugins and other add-on functionality. So it's a tough challenge for sure, but uh, it's one that, you know, they're attempting, and we'll see kind of how it uh, fares here. But I've been watching the development for a while now, and one of the first thoughts I had was how this fits in with existing plugins, especially those in the page layout space. I'm a big fan of uh, Page Builder by Site Origin myself, and I've built a lot of sites on that, and I really wasn't sure how, when something like this is released, it would work in that context. And furthermore, kind of what is even really appropriate for what use case. So where I've personally started to lean on this topic is that there tends to be, in my opinion, well-defined kind of use cases for each scenario. The new Gutenberg editor really does seem kind of be perfectly suited for more traditional article layout and simpler page layouts, really that two, possibly three-column uh, layouts, though it tends, I believe, at two right now. Um, and if you need that kind of layout but with some graphics and little blocks and little things interspersed in there, but you're really not getting too crazy beyond that, then it seems like it would work really well. You can lay things out nicely. Uh, you can see what you're doing. 
Um, but if you need 12 columns and 30 rows and kind of a unique layout, then it might not be the best for that. And in that sense, that's where a traditional, or, you know, a more traditional page layout plugin would come into play. And it really isn't to say that you can't combine the two. You know, I don't see why you couldn't have a Gutenberg block in Page Builder, much like they already have a traditional um, editor block in there. Uh, you know, it might be kind of silly if you've got, you know, a 12-column row, and for some reason in the middle you're putting a Gutenberg block with a lot of content. It doesn't, layout-wise, it might not make sense, but technically you could do it. Um, and vice versa. I mean, you could put Page Builder, you know, a template or a, a block within Gutenberg. You know, you could do either. You know, it still doesn't mean that you you can't easily make mistakes and lay out things oddly, but, you know, in terms of technical and giving you the freedom to kind of choose which way you want to go, it makes a lot of sense. You can do both. And in fact, one of the development items I saw was that Page Builder itself um, had played around and implemented as a block within Gutenberg. So it is technically possible. Whether you choose to lay something out like that, maybe it doesn't make much sense, but it really does show that just because it was done this way doesn't mean that going forward, you know, we can't have some unique design decisions and ways to kind of tie everything together nicely. So ultimately, with all these being said, even though there's trepidation by the community in terms of how all this will work and how it might supplant many of the traditional forms of plugins, it doesn't feel like that trepidation is quite warranted. Um, it is a change and a long and a big one, but it's one that's frankly been a long time coming uh, because to play catch up with some of the other um, you know, CMS is out there, even though I love WordPress and everything, some aspects of it are getting rather long in the tooth per se, and the editor is one of them. And this really is a direction I think that is a proper one to go. It just has to be done carefully, and it has to be done in such a way where it doesn't alienate your existing user base and allows people to have the choice and gradually move into it. Um, and I do think that that's where they're going. Every indication I've seen is that's kind of the direction they want and what they're trying to do. So I do think this will open up a lot of opportunities, and I think it will give the WordPress community a chance to move forward and make it even easier for folks using the platform to really make a lot of incredible things. So that ends this podcast for this week. Uh, follow us on Twitter at bitvbyte and Facebook at slash bitvbyte. Thank you for listening and please join us next week.